0: This is Original Six. We are back at that time of year for Leaf fans. It is the most anticipated and probably the most feared time of year. It's the calm before the storm that is the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh... Charted and Uncharted territory all at the same time. Ryan Sabine, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen, boys. How is it going? I am
1: super fired up for playoffs, but also super stressed.
2: Yep. I'm super nervous because I started watching old highlights from last year's playoff series oh no and why would you just, do that to yourself why the hell yeah why would you do that well it was i only the leafs highlights it was like all leaf schools 20 oh okay okay stuff like that and so i would like and then the five nothing win in game one and stuff like that and i was like oh this is great and then i'm like oh shoot now i'm stressed and then yeah that's what it's been since then yeah, yeah.
0: Well, uh, thank you everyone for joining us. If you're new here, thanks for uh, clicking on the episode. Make sure to follow, subscribe. You know the drill. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. This is our uh, Maple Leaf first Lightning and kind of all-encompassing 2023 Stanley Cup playoff preview. Uh, just kind of chatting about the Leafs heading into the playoffs. Uh, We've seen them head into the playoffs quite a bit, and we've only ever seen them come out as first round losers, obviously, the team, but we are obviously hoping as well that that is uh, not the case this year. So let's jump in to kind of put a bow on what was the 2022-2023 Toronto Maple Leaf season. I mean, they finished the year with a pretty good record, 50-21-11, good enough for 111 points that got them second in the Atlantic, no surprise behind the Bruins there. Uh, but fourth in the league. So by no means did they have anything short of an exceptional season. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's fair to say and that's I think an important designation heading into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we usually I mean, we usually have a really good regular season, right? So even the last 5 years we've been top 2 um no wild card, so I mean, I don't expect anything different from the Leafs in the regular season. So it was good. It was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, what did we what did we finish with last season? What was our point total? I feel like it was more. Ooh. I want to say it was like one thirteen,
2: uh, like two extra
0: points. Here, put it this way, put it this way. When I'm when I'm playing NHL on EA Sports and I'm like be a GM franchise mode, like a fifty win
2: season is pretty incredible. Was it 2021-2022? 115 points with fifty four wins. Yeah, so go. four more points.
0: Yeah, I think probably what would hurt the least, the most here is eleven overtime and shootout losses. I mean, it, it realistically wouldn't have changed much in the standings, so they were still going to be second behind Boston. But at that point, you're kind of just picking for points for the sake of it. Um, so let's kind of dive in. Like, do you do you guys consider this regular season a success? And that that question is open to whatever interpretation you would like to give it. I'll start with you, Zach
2: uh yes I think the guys that I really wanted to have a good year had good years and like I'm not gonna say oh I was super happy with you know Austin Matthews season this year compared to last year because obviously freaking popped off last year but like for me it was like guys like Nylander and Marner really needed to have good years this year and like Nylander especially just showed exactly what he's capable of and so I think that step up from him was really nice um in terms of like goaltending maybe i could touch on pretty much everything but i'll stick to just this is better but also still not amazing i think i would have liked to see a little more consistency obviously i think we talked about that pretty much the entirety of the season was how you know up and down the goaltending from both Marie and samsonov that we got so i would have liked to see a little more backbone and foundational play there but overall i was uh, i was content yeah, what I agree, you, Paul.
1: Yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, Nylander hitting forty goals for the first time in his career is fantastic. I love how like we call that a great year for Willie. And then Matthews has the same amount of goals, and he's had a crappy year. So I love I guess that the I guess the standards are a little different, but even though Matthews did only have or only have forty goals, I still think he had a great year. Uh, I think for the first time in his career, he's had more assists goals, which is nice to see him actually moving the puck in, and playmaking, which uh, I know a lot of people have wanted to see in the past because we know he can do it. Um, yeah, we just, we just need to get
0: that guy to stop shooting the puck. It's it's, it's annoying. Who? Matthews.
1: No, he can keep, he can keep ripping <laughs> the puck, but like, but like if he can find that pass for a better scoring opportunity, might as well. But I mean, it was a little annoying. Marner finishing with 99 points, not getting that a hundredth. But overall, I think he had a fantastic year. As Zach said with the goaltending, it was good but inconsistent. So that's definitely a question heading into the playoffs. Um, I like what we acquired in the trade deadline. Um, uh, I think the team heading into the playoffs is the best we've had in years, even though we say that every year, but it keeps improving. So somehow. good on Dubas somehow. Yeah, good on Dubas for for doing that. And um yeah, I liked it. Good successful regular
0: season. Yeah. Uh I mean I, I think on like our, our very our last episode of the season before the regular season started, I think I outlined for the Leafs that their goal should have been to win the Atlantic division, which is something they have not been able to do in recent years. They won the North Division, but they have not won the Atlantic division. Um obviously you didn't no one really expected Boston to have this kind of year. Like that not that it came out of nowhere. They were good, but I mean like no one expected this. So yeah. in that regard, I mean, you know, 50 wins on the year is nothing but great. But, you know, there's still part of me that says, you know, if you want to give yourself the best chance of winning, you've got to be the best. And they and they weren't, but how could they be? Because Boston had a historic season. Um, yeah. But besides that, I guess this is internal and external. The, the regular season was a success to me because this is – you know, Paul, you said this is the best they've looked heading into the playoffs. This is mm-hmm. the most they've looked like a playoff team heading into the playoffs, in my opinion. You know, you you have guys in place who are going to be playoff performers. Like, you just know Nola Chari is going to come up big in the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. you know, Luke Shen is going to lay the body when he has to. Um, so not only in terms of acquisitions but the team around these new guys also it just seems like the most complete like ready for playoff style hockey that i've seen this leaf team you know in the in the the matthews and marner era yeah i agree yeah um what do you guys think is the biggest takeaway either for yourselves or for the team like what what kind of do you take away from the regular season that's you know like the the most important piece or like the most valuable heading into the playoffs Hmm.
1: I think our depth um is definitely a takeaway for the Leafs from the regular season. I mean, after the trade deadline, of course, because that's what we wanted to acquire. Um, I think that's our biggest takeaway for sure because if you look at our lines, you could do so much with it. And in the playoffs, it's always a good thing. Um, so that's probably my biggest takeaway from the regular season. Zach.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be similar, but I'm going to say specifically defensive depth. I feel like the fact that we have just have so many defensemen that can come in and out. Uh, we've had problems with injuries in the past in the playoffs. Muzzin, Tavares, need I go on type thing, right? It, it, having this kind of depth means, you know, you've got a lot of pieces you can move in. Uh, someone's not playing well, switch them in. Someone's playing great. Oh, now you have a little more difficult decision about putting someone else in the lineup, right? So... It's a big takeaway from the regular season, seeing how the different players played Shen, obviously super physical guy clearing the net. What's a negative uh, He takes a couple penalties. That's the problem. And then you have Gustafson super offensive, not great defensive. You got a lot of different types of pieces. They're not all the same. And I feel like that kind of flexibility in terms of play style is, is super good to work with.
0: Totally. So let me pivot this now. What do you think? is the Leafs' greatest strength heading into the playoffs? Is it what you guys just said, or do you think it's something a little bit different? I'll I'll throw in my two cents. I think it's their overall depth. I think you have, at least defensively, you're going to have bigger number one guys than than Riley on other teams. But I, I think the overall depth and experience included in some of the guys that they brought in is probably what will propel them the furthest.
1: Yep. No, I agree. I mean, I was going to say overall depth too. So he pretty much uh, took it out of my mouth.
2: I think I'll, I'll go a little bit different. I going to say mindset. I think there's just the mindset is different. They know management went all in this year. Dubis went all in, you know, pretty much all in for trading and for getting the pieces for this run. So I feel like that mindset of like, you know, there's always next year. Isn't that's not an option anymore. It's like, okay, let's do it now. Kind of thing, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Let's let's flip the switch. The biggest weakness or area of concern uh, for the team heading into the playoffs. Zach, I'll throw it to
2: you first. Um, you know, for me, yeah, I gotta say goaltending.
1: I think that's the only answer to be honest
2: it's just, it can be so inconsistent. What Samsonov, are we going to see the Samsonov that like played lights out against Florida last week? Or are we going to see the Samsonov who was not that great? Are we going to see an injured sense? Like there's a lot of questions going into the like goaltending. And I feel like that's where your foundation for your team is. And so for that to be a weakness is kind of worrying, uh, at least for me anyway.
1: No, I agree. I mean, I was going to say goaltending too. Um, as you said, the inconsistency this year, the the injuries. Like, is Matt Murray going to play? We don't know what's happening with him. Is Samsonov going to be the the for sure starter? Is Keith? I, I can tell you that's him? a yes
0: right now. It's it's definitely going to be Samsonov. It's going
1: to be Samsonov. But like, let's say he has an, a bad game, and and then Murray comes in and and has a lights out game. Would you play Murray again? Like like, yeah. You, you never know, right? Like, especially with Murray's injuries in the past and his career. We don't know what's going to happen, right? So we're just hoping for the best. We hope that we can see the Samson of that was the lights out against
0: Florida. Yeah, just to be different, I will say our biggest weakness is the fact that this core hasn't really played a lot together at a fully healthy roster. Not core, Mm -hmm. but this team, since all the acquisitions, hasn't really played with what is going to be their playoff roster um on a consistent basis and that is in part due to injuries um my next kind of question here is what's the biggest question mark heading into the playoffs I'm guessing you're both also going to say goaltending for that though I was actually
1: going to switch it up and say is Matthew Nyes going to play
0: okay I like that I'm a, I'm on the same page with you Paul my my biggest question mark heading in is is the lines yep We've seen 100%. so many combinations and options and, you know, different pairings and units based on injuries. Uh, it it uh, There's not many things in the lineup that I'm sure of and very confident that I'll see Keith implement in game one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Which could Agreed. be a good thing uh, in terms of matchups. If you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, the Lightning might not really know um, what to expect, but also could be a bad thing because, you know, your team hasn't had that opportunity to gel, um, you know, as much as you probably would have liked at this point, but let's, let's look at the Leafs versus the lightning, um, in this first round series, a little more specifically, let's talk about the starting lineup, Paul, you alluded to it. Um, if it were up to you guys, does Matthew Nyes make your game one roster based on what you've seen from him in his very small sample size towards the end of the season?
1: It's so tough,
0: right? Like
1: hmm. I would love to have him in the playoffs, but I think other players deserve it right now. Um, I mean, how who are you gonna take out? That's the issue. Because right now, I wouldn't take out anybody from our starting lineup for nice yet. Because I think they deserve a spot. If anyone, I'd probably take out Kerfoot for nice, if that had to be my guess. Because I like our fourth line of like Ashton Reese camp and and Lafferty. I think that's a fantastic line. Uh I don't know where Keith is gonna slot croak right now. Is he gonna put him on the third line? Is he gonna keep him on the first line with Austin? Like there's so many options. What's Bunting gonna do? So I man, I wouldn't start him right now, but if I did and you ask me who I would take out, probably Kerfoot. But for now, I'd say no. I'd say keep him out.
2: Interesting. I think uh, for me, he doesn't start game one. I think it really depends on how they play game one. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if he comes in game two. Uh, I don't think he's going to start game one, though. Uh, He's played really well. We're not discrediting him, of course. But Fantastic. the fact has been he's only played a couple of games and this is a very intense series we saw it from last year too and we saw it from the game that we played them last week this is a very intense series and I love I love the kid what I see so far but I don't see him making the lineup but if I do have to take him out it's like I'm probably looking I think at Ashton Reese for me and the mind of Achari Lafferty Ashton Reese are very similar players in terms of what they bring to the table, just in a little bit different ways. And if I had to take one of those out, it would be Aston Reese on the fourth. Uh, just because I really, I like, I love Acharya and I think Lafferty's really good defensively, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just laughing at you calling Nye's, like, I love the kid, but, like, he's two the years kid. younger than us. Is, um, he,
2: is he actually? Uh,
0: like yeah, no, he's, he's, like, He's, like, 21. 20. Okay. Maybe, Three like, years. a few years younger than us, but it was just funny to hear you say Um, the kid the kid yeah (laughs) i'm with you though zach like he doesn't start game one but he's the first one in if keith wants a different look and i think the person coming out is whoever had the shittiest game that (laughs) falls under the category of players
2: matthew's Matthews minus two uh take him out
1: (laughs) no 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 okay that's an exception
0: (laughs) yeah obviously there's guys who are a lock but you know in terms of the guys who are who are on the fringe of the roster like that's that's kind of my thoughts on it um Mm -hmm. Uh, if you guys are Sheldon Keith game one, you know, you, you know, the matchup, we know who we're playing. They're a pretty deep team. They have a, a dangerous third line. What are you doing with Ryan O'Reilly?
1: All right. Keep them on the second line. And I put Tavares on wing. I think what we've seen this season with that has been fantastic. And if it doesn't work, then throw them on the third line and then move somebody up, move yarn, croak up, move curve up. You can do so much with it. But right now to start the playoffs, I would do what Keith has been doing and keep him on the second line center, and then play Tavares winger with Nylander.
2: Um, I'm actually gonna go different. I think who should start him on the third. I think just that pairing of Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel on the left side is really dangerous, and we can't, you know, to let them run away with it. I know Nick Paul matched up against Matthews a lot. So maybe, you know, Tampa is not the team they were last year. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of, you know, use their combinations. I think, like, the biggest thing for me for Tampa is the loss of Andre Paulette. I think he's, like, one of the best players that they ever had in their cup runs. And so it'll be interesting to see how they work without him. You but, mean you're not?
0: Yeah. You don't think Luke Shen was just an integral part of the group that won the cup? I think so. Uh... He played, like, 14
2: games for them. But they have yeah, a back but... Bogosian. Yeah, but it's like, ah, uh, like, Palat, to me, was, like, a playoff performer. You know, like, no, Justin sure. Williams is for Mr. Sure. Game yeah, 7. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see. I would start him on the third, you know, have three solid lines going. And then, you know, if the Tavares line is struggling or, you know, I don't know. He's flexible, right? So, he can do kind of whatever he wants, even mid-game. But I think I would go with O'Reilly on the third center for now. Yeah.
0: what you, Part of me thinks, like, what Keith... Is probably going to do at least for the home games when you have last change and you can really play your matchup game if tampa ends up stacking their first line with stammer point and kucherov which i imagine they will to me you almost need to do the same as the leafs so that your third and fourth line can be more gritty shutdown lines because tampa has one of those of their own so mm-hmm. Dep- like If I am keep looking at the matchup game, I probably agree with Paul in the sense that you put him as second-line center with Tavares because you know that they're going to put so much effort into matching that up, and then you can do the same, have that grittier line to match up against their top units. I don't think you can really put a gritty line that has O'Reilly at the center as a matchup unit as much. You can. Obviously, he's a great defensive player, but I think if you're really trying to use a shutdown line, someone like camp uh or achari is better in the center spot in terms of a shutdown role. Obviously, you get more offense capabilities with O'Reilly and like he's more of a star player. Um, but if it, that's what I mean, like if you're the matchup game, that's what I'm thinking. But in terms of like if I'm just looking at general playoffs, maybe for the road games, even I put him on the third line. So I don't really have like a clear answer here. Um, but I guess if I had to pick one, I'll say third line, because that's kind of my thoughts heading into the playoffs. And, and since we acquired him, I always pictured him as the third line center to just have a really deep group. Yep. Agreed. Um, all right, let's, let's talk about defensemen, uh, starting
2: six. And what would your pairs be Zach? Oh my gosh. Oh, starting buddy. Six defense. Ah, uh, oh there's been so many I feel like like Geo Lilligren Riley Brody Shen G uh oh god there's so many defensemen Uh, McCabe that's what I'm missing like I don't know if I'd pair them up that way but those are probably the six I would go with I I know Hall is going to be in there I know (laughs) he will he will he will he like will get Sheldon Keefe he will I know he
1: will because Keefe is such a I can't say Lilligren, but Keith just
2: loves him.
0: <laughs> Justin Hall is Sheldon Keith's aphrodisiac.
2: Yeah. Yes. I feel like he probably goes in for Lilligren. I feel like Lilligren doesn't start game one,
0: which is too bad so because Lilligren good has man, an incredible season,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so
1: good. Mm-hmm. Like my yep. my defensive pairings would be Riley Brody, McCabe, Lilligren, Geo Shen.
0: Yeah, but you can't play Gio and Shen together. They're too much of a pylon. Okay, like so, they're great. They're great, so, but they're okay, so I'd too mobile.
1: I'd keep Riley with Shen. Like they okay. have been the last couple of games. I'd put
2: I like Gio I like Gio Gio like Gio Geo for me is like the yeah, best. Gio always a I solid one. I feel like lilligren has right? got that puck moving skill that Gio doesn't have and the the youth and speed. So I feel like that's a good combination. But yeah,
0: I would probably go Riley Brody, McCabe, Shen, Gio Lilligren. Mm
2: -hmm. I like that.
0: Because McCabe, even though he's a bit of a bruiser, like he can still move, he still has a good two-way game. And then like Mm -hmm. you can still trust Shen to do the basics. And McCabe is still responsible enough. But yeah, it's kind of sad that we all know Justin Hall is going to be in the lineup to some extent, even though he shouldn't be, but whatever. (laughs)
1: yeah um that like I, that penalty kill excuse is so bullshit
0: but anyways well special teams are big in the playoffs I mean it's true it, it's so it's so hard to know and but we I mean put it this way this will likely be the last year of Justin Hall in a uniform one way or another so thank we God. always have that saving grace watch um,
2: watch, uh, watch eight-year extension coming <laughs> I I would no stop eight-year
0: right. extension one million per
1: Jeez. I would legit. I would cry I'd myself to death. Sure.
0: Um. Okay. So I was gonna ask you guys about the offensive lines, but let me ask you, heading into like we're gonna specifically tailor this to game one at home against Tampa. What's your top six? Let's just stick with that because we can. Based on the top six, you can kind of pretty much fill the gaps for the bottom six. So Zach, I'll start with you.
2: You froze on my screen. What did you say?
0: <laughs> uh, what is your top six lines heading into game one against Tampa?
2: Top, top six two lines. lines. Your top six, top two lines. Top two lines. Oh, I think you got to go Matthews, Matthews, Marner, Bunting. I think, I've like, Bunting is being such a pain in the butt for Tampa that I feel like you have to go with him up there. I know Croaks had some success up there, too. I wouldn't surprise me if those guys flipped around. I think starting lineup, you put Bunting up there. Uh, and then, you know, sticking with my thought of O'Reilly on the third, probably having, you know, Tavares, Nylander. Kerfoot. It's probably your second line. It's most likely what I would do. I think.
1: Well, same first line for me: Bunting, Matthews, Marner. um Just as what Zach said, playoff Bunting is is so different. Last year he was such a pest, and uh, we know Marner, Matthews, and Bunting work together. Uh, no matter how people saw it this season, but I put that first line, and then, as I said before, I'd keep Tavares on the second line. I'd put Tavares, O'Reilly, and Willie as my second line.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree Bunting has to be on the first line, at least to start, not only because he's a pest, but someone needs to stick up for Matthews and Marner when the Lightning come running, right? And Bunting's the only one, really, who's going to mix it up, at least between him and Yarncrook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if I'm game one, going back to what I said, in Toronto against Tampa, matchup game, um, we don't want to put O'Reilly in this situation I guess I said I wanted the two shutdown lines so I'll go um O'Reilly at center Tavares on the left Willie at the right yeah Yeah. I don't know I'm I'm so curious to see what Keith does with O'Reilly I'm curious and scared yeah that's 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 a fair place to be at yep um So now I kind of want to I kind of want to chat about like the matchup specifically, like team against team in terms of how they stack up against each other. But before we kind of get into um, the, you know, offense versus offense, defense, defense, stuff like that. Do you guys think there's any merit or any argument to be made around the Leafs win against the Lightning last week, uh, this past Tuesday? So Matthews, Marner and Geo all sitting. And I believe Wall was in net for this one. And then on Tampa side, pretty much all, all the stars are in the lineup. We got outshot, uh, but they came in with a win. So is there anything to be made here? Any, like, you know, is it worth at least exploring the option of like, we didn't have our two best forwards and one of our best defensemen, like, is there any merit to that argument?
1: I guess it just shows that with, even without our star players, we can still compete against the best and our our starting goalie wasn't in net either joseph wool had a fantastic game so i guess it can show that if needed joseph wool can step up to the occasion against good teams um because he played fantastic against tampa bay i think he was amazing um and yeah i guess as as i said it just shows that even without our stars we can still be a good team and we can still beat
0: the good teams so that's how I saw it. Zach, what kind of message do you think that sends to the team, knowing that they can beat them?
2: Uh honestly, I feel like the only thing this game really does is maybe give them a little bit of a confidence boost. It's nice to see Wall play really well. Uh just because, you know, we've been saying he's been a great goalie, and I think he's probably, you know, a better option as backup than some people maybe give him credit for. But uh, I think it just gives them a little bit of a confidence boost. Like, uh, oh, yeah, we beat Tampa. You know, They outshot us by a ton, but, like, we beat them kind of thing. Like, that's great, but I don't really think it has, like, any major impl- implications in terms of playoffs just because we know Tampa can turn it on in the playoffs. It's a different type yeah. of game. It's, like, game one. It's not game 83, you know? so Exactly. It's a,
0: it's a little confidence boost, but you also can't rely too much on that confidence because it's it's – there's always another level that Tampa will bring. Yep. You can't read too much into it. Um, You know, there's been a lot of conversation this year about the lightning. If they're the same lightning team, obviously with the salary cap, you win a couple cups. Like it's going to be impossible to keep the group together. There's been a lot of casualties of that from last year to this year, guys like Ryan McDonough, Andre Palat, like you mentioned, Zach, but the lightning uh, since February 1st, they are 14, 15 and five. Uh, That's not, not so amazing. Uh, in that same span, the Leafs were 19, nine and three. Um, so I mean, is, is this Tampa team as obviously not the same team, but are they still as dangerous? Are they the same threat or whether or not, however, the Leafs look at it, are they a lesser opponent? And I know, I know it's Tampa. They have Vasilevsky. That's not going to change. He can win you a series, but I mean, you looked at a guy they brought in, Janot, he's hurt, probably not going to play the first bit of the games uh, in the first round. He might not play all playoffs. Uh, and there's there's a lot of to be said about Victor Hedman. Is he still the same number one defenseman that he's been in the past? So I'm curious to see what both of you think, if, uh, if this is a lesser Tampa Bay team than we've seen in recent years.
1: I mean, on paper, yes. On paper, they definitely are a lesser team. Um... Obviously, I know if I'm not mistaken, Vasilevsky didn't have like the greatest year this year. Um, However, this is playoffs. It's a whole new season. We know what Tampa can do. We know they have experience. They've won two cups in a row back to back. The team knows what it takes. I don't think we should take that lightly at all. I still do think they are a threat, um, but not as big of a threat as last year, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, it's still Tampa, right? They still have enough pieces in place to do some damage. So uh, mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with Paul. Like they're on paper, they're not. They've shown that they're not the same team. They had a very roller coaster season this season. They started off like pretty bad, and then they like all of a sudden had an amazing couple of months, and then they trailed off to wherever this under 500 thing is from February. So I think they are missing some of those key guys for the playoffs, uh, like we talked about. I think Tanner Janot was the only player they really brought in in the in the trade deadline and him being injured is a pretty big hit for them. Um, which is, which great is good because he's a big hit against us if he's playing. Yeah, very tough physical former Nashville forward. So it's nice that he's not in the lineup against us, at least for now. Hopefully he stays out for the whole series. That'd be lovely. Um, yeah, in terms of Hedman, uh, has definitely declined since last year. And I was looking up his stats uh, while we were talking. And so Hedman has 11 less goals and 25 less assists this season. That's a lot. That is his 49 points this year. He had 85 yeah. season. You
0: usually don't look at points as being that valuable in this kind of comparison, but when it's that significant, it's hard to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, even even if, like this job. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, like you don't the, the offense you get from Hedman is great in the playoffs, but you know, there's so much more to his game, and it's it's hard to put, you know, like defensive play into more simple metrics. But put it this way, like a guy like Andre Vasilevsky, his goals against averages this season was two point six five, which is the second highest of his career.
1: Yeah, it's almost three goals a game. The
0: That's... highest in his career was a two point seven six in fifteen sixteen, where he played only 24 games so in a season where he's played this is his highest goals against average in a season where he's played four uh 50 or more games which has been all of his past one two three four five six seven seasons crazy the save percentage like 915 like it, it's a little low it's it's the lowest in that span too but last year was a 916 so to me that's not as drastic Honestly, that just tells me the team in front of him is worse. Yeah, that's what it says. If his save percentage is on par, he's still making roughly the same percentage of saves based on the shots, but he's letting in more goals than he usually is. Mm -hmm. Tells me they're facing more shots, which is uh, an indicator that their defense is not quite as good. Not that it's just on Hedman, but again, hey, they lost Luke Shen, so... Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, like, there's a lot of arguments, I think, to be made about a guy like Alex Kalorn not really being as effective as he used to be as he's getting older. You know, Palat was a huge two-way player for them, Zach, like you mentioned. So, it's a different team, but I do think it it comes with, um, you know, the territory. And you also have to think, this is a team who's played a lot more hockey than anybody else lately. All the deep playoff runs, like winning two cups, that's a lot of... uh, you know, wear and tear on your body that. And they made three Stanley Cup finals in a row. It's yeah. yeah. So I think there's something to be said about that as well. Um, but now I want to kind of go to like a little voting system in terms of how we match up against Tampa in certain categories um, in terms of who's is just better, more effective in the playoffs, however you want to kind of. Uh, interpret it let's start with star power and we'll go in the order of paul zach and then myself and we'll just rapid fire who we think has the advantage so star power toronto tampa bay i'm gonna give it to toronto as well let's go offense toronto 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 defense toronto
2: toronto tampa
0: goaltending tampa 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 <laughs> uh let's go with depth
1: i'm gonna go toronto
0: toronto as well yeah i'm right there with you guys and grit i'm gonna split it between both that's cheating but okay (laughs) that is cheating i will agree with zach uh
2: i'll say with jano out i'm gonna say toronto
0: uh i have tampa just just because i do um major any like out of any of those categories does anything stand out for you guys in terms of like which category, maybe? I guess I know Paul is grit, but like which category do you think is the, the closest? And which category, maybe, do you think is the biggest difference between the two teams? Like who has the biggest advantage in that category? How about this, Paul? Tell me why you think the grit is pretty even.
1: I mean, I, it's tough, right? Like, I think. Tampa's bottom line is a lot more hit heavy with like Corey Perry, Belamar, and Maroon. Um, I mean Zach Gaston Reese throws the body around Camp not as much. Lafferty does as like throws it around as well. No Lachari a big hitter. Um, Luke Shen, of course, is a big hitter. Um, Jake McCabe throws the body around, but also on Tampa side, as I said, Maroon throws the body around a lot. Corey Perry, um, Ross Colton, Hegel, Nick Paul. They also have Bogosian um, and Ian Cole. So I think even Mikhail Sergachev throws the body around a lot. Big boys in the in the defense. Um, so I think the grit is the same, but skill wise, we got the advantage.
0: All right, Zach. What do you think is the which? Which category that we spoke of has the biggest difference in terms of like who out matches the other one more so than any other category.
2: Um, uh, that's tough. I think for me, I have to say goaltending. I think vasilevsky is just too much of a difference maker and there's too many unknowns on our side to be able to like, I don't know it, it for me, the biggest gap is goaltending just cause this guy's steals series, which is ridiculous, so. Yeah, we
0: you you mentioned Justin Williams in Mister Game Seven. It might be Andre Vasilevsky. Honestly, unfortunately, yes. Like we we've talked about it, the Leafs could score six goals three times, and then Vasilevsky could make forty-five saves and win you the series, right? So that's that's definitely something uh, you know to kind of I don't know, keep in mind. Like it's going to be on everyone's mind. I think. You know, even last year, we saw getting to him early, putting up five in game one, it really doesn't affect them the rest of the series. So you've just got to be consistent uh, when it comes to putting them past them. What do the Leafs need to do in order to win? In each of our opinions, what's what's the thing that they have to do against Tampa to to win the series? I'll start with uh, Zach. Uh,
2: I have ignore the pressure, ignore the past. I feel like there's a lot of pressure going in being on this team, especially not only because it's the biggest hockey market in the world, but it's also just like the lack of success playoff wise, no playoff series wins since 2004, no cups in 67. Like we've all heard it before a million trillion times. So I think there's a lot of weight on the shoulders. And I've said in the past before, I feel like if the Leafs win in the first round they they can go so far. I feel like that weight being gone, they could really fly. And so I feel like they need to really put upside the pressure and and like the past history, you know, it's not every playoff defeat has been their fault. Obviously 2005 or whatever, like 2006, John Tavares was not the issue. You know what I mean? Right. So, but they're carrying the weight of the years before them. So ignoring that and pushing through it.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah, I copied you, Ryan, when you wrote it down, because it it's literally the only thing that really matters is they have to want it more. And if they don't, then don't even show up. That's
0: simple as that. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about each team's X factor, the the thing that will lead them to victory if they are the ones victorious. Uh, We'll start with Tampa Bay. Honestly surprised to see all of us having different answers here. So I'll I'll state mine first and that if Tampa is going to win the series, it's going to be become because Vasilevsky wins it for them. Not to say the rest of the team won't be contributing, but I think he'll be the X factor. So uh, uh, Paul, I'll go to you. I'm going to go top line contribution just
1: because of off of last year, Vasilevsky did not have the best series, but Tampa's top line and, start players really showed up and I think that was a difference for them so I'm going to continue on that one and say top line contribution that's fair
2: uh I decided to go differently because I think both your points are super super valid but uh, I went staying disciplined because I feel like last in the last series we really took it to tampa in terms of being physical and we took a lot of penalties right off the go and i feel like they had so many power plays they could have destroyed us in game one it was really bad so i uh, if tampa is going to win i feel like they're going to stay disciplined through the series let us make the penalties and the mistakes and then capitalize on the power play for sure uh okay let's flip the switch now if the maple leafs are
0: going to win the the let's say the stanley cup the series one step at a time here uh, what's which? What's their X factor going to be that propels them to do so, Zach?
2: Uh, it's Elias Samsonov. I think if he has a bad series, you don't win the series. He has to play fantastic. He has to have a good series. There's no way you go in against Tampa and he play, you know, mediocre and then we get out alive. I think we need that solid backbone. Well,
1: uh, I'm going to say defense. I, I know our offense can do wonders we know our offense is never a problem even last year's series they were fantastic i think our defense is going to be the x factor which also leads into zach's point of Elias Samsonov playing great because the more defense we have in front of him the less pressure it is on him um throughout the season we've seen the stupid mistakes that the defense can make with dumb turnovers um not fast enough to the puck just simple mistakes that really cost the game, not just on like the defense itself, but the teams all around defense. So I'm going to say the X factor for us is defense because yeah, defense well, wins championships, very cliche, but you know, well said it's I, true. I'm going to
0: go with offensive depth, not only in terms of scoring, but shutdown and defensive abilities too. just well-rounded offensive group. Uh, For the buds for sure. Uh, Time to do what we've started last year. I don't know if we did it the year before, but it's a new tradition of sorts for us, which is to complete our very own joint playoff bracket. So what that means is we vote on the winner of each series because there's three of us, we either all agree or it's a two versus one. Um, So it'd be kind of winner moves on majority rules, and uh, we'll make our bracket accordingly. We'll start in the West. uh, And I'll go Paul to Zach. And then I'll be the tiebreaker, I guess, if need be. Uh, let's start Golden Knights versus Jets. Who's going to win?
1: I'm going to put Golden Knights.
0: Uh, Vegas, too. Uh, I was going to go with the Jets. I think uh, the Vegas is not as strong as it used to be, but Vegas will, will move on in our bracket. Um, Oilers, Kings. Oilers.
2: i to say Kings.
0: Oh like it I like it I think like the I know the Kings got better but I'm still gonna have to give it to the Oilers just because with the the year McDavid had you just there's no way they're getting bounced in the first round I'd be shocked that's valid I'd I'd laugh yeah uh abs Kraken I'm actually gonna go Kraken wow you're actually nuts (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. I the abs. I have, her. I have
1: the weirdest feeling that Seattle's gonna pull something out of their ass. <laughs> Is
0: that Zach, you... safe to say you have the abs with me.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul's yeah. on one right now. Yeah, no. If kidding.
1: Seattle wins. You're not gonna hear the end of it from me. That's fair that's, enough. That's fine.
0: We'll see you in the uh, parallel universe there. Stars and wild.
1: I'm gonna go stars.
0: Oh, that's tough.
2: I'm gonna say Dallas too. Yeah,
0: Stars. I am in agreement with both of you, mostly because I don't see a way Minnesota wins while paying 12 million in dead salary cap. Like, great, they made the playoffs, <laughs> but like that's got to factor in somewhere, Literally. right? It's, it's yeah. got to factor in. All right, second round, sticking with the West. We have a a, a matchup we've seen before. It is the Golden Knights versus
2: the Oilers. Oh, we're going all the way west.
0: Yes, oh. we're going to keep the east for the
2: end here. Golden Knights, Oilers. Oof.
0: Zach, you'll go first on this go-around.
2: Uh, I'm going to say Oilers then.
0: I'm going to say Oilers as well. All right, Oilers it is. I don't really know who i choose, but I don't have to. So it works for me. Uh, abs and Stars. Ooh.
1: Oh, wow. Abs. Abs, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty wash. All right,
0: conference finals, Western Conference finals. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Avs and Oilers. Oilers. Oi. Avs, because I don't want the Oilers. (laughs) (laughs) I am going with the Avs solely because I don't think the Oilers will beat them with their goaltending. Uh, oh, that's going. why i love think, that's jack why I campbell first <laughs> love jack campbell but i just you know unless he's not he... gonna play a game he's no not gonna know. play a game and and stewart skinner had a good stewart skinner had a good year but like is that guy really gonna take you to the cup final in the playoffs probably no oh, no no chance All right, so we have the abs returning to the stanley cup final once again let's find out who we think they're gonna play uh first round in the east zach we'll stick with you first on this loop around bruins panthers bruins Bruins, <laughs> I have Ruins too. Uh, Leafs, Lightning, Leafs, Leafs. <laughs> all right. Uh, Canes and Islanders, Hurricanes, Hurricanes. So part of me thinks that's such an easy choice, but no, Svechnikov, Sorokin's pretty good. Bo Horvat, I mean, I don't have a choice here. And Pierre you, guys, you guys agree, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't forget you, about the you have, giraffe did you have the islanders right it doesn't matter who i pick because you guys both picked the canes but i i don't i still think carolina will win but i think it'll probably be a lot closer than people expect
2: hmm.
0: yeah that's valid uh probably the most anticipated first round matchup at least in my opinion devils rangers
2: this is such a good one rangers i'm gonna go devils
0: i'm going rangers
2: Okay. it's it's close that one's it's so also, close bro you know the that's at the same time as the leaf games eh? i i'm actually can't wait second. to not
0: watch any of those
2: yeah i'm not gonna watch the rangers games but like i would have if they were on the different day you know
0: yeah i think honestly hot take i think the devils are the biggest pretender in the playoffs
2: that's valid nope <laughs> I, I i'm with you i don't think they're
0: gonna go far at all mm, maybe not biggest pretender but like Obviously, I think they're better than like team like the Wild or the Kraken. But I think in terms of how well they did and people's expectations for them, I think they are going to do the worst. I mean, the Rangers are are pretty stacked. That's going to be a great series either way. Um, before we, if we face a hard truth, let's stick over there in the Metro and go Rangers, Canes. Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, I'll stick with the Rangers too. All right, fellas. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. I plead the fifth. Leafs. No, no Fifth Amendment here. Bruins. Leafs. I say I plead, Leafs. I plead the fifth. Okay, Paul. I say the Bruins. So it is now up to you to break the
1: tie. <laughs> I hate life.
0: Screw it, Leafs. All right.
2: Oh, let's go, buddy.
0: <laughs> Eastern Conference Final. Leafs. Rangers. Oh. I'll put it out there: if you're beating the Bruins, you're going to the finals. Yeah, I yeah, okay, yeah. Leafs, 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 all the way. It's the most homer biased bracket I've <laughs> ever seen.
2: <laughs> Leafs Oilers in the I finals? No, Leafs If we beat the Bruins, we're going all the way. Leafs,
0: no, all the way to the finals. You're not beating. No, no, we're all going
1: all the way to the end, bro. All the way to the end.
0: I have the abs
1: yeah I'll probably take the abs too uh yeah as much as I want to win I don't think we can beat Colorado on there
0: but you know what we in this in this world we made it to the final so I can't complain hopefully in the real world that happens there you go we have the Colorado Avalanche beating the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup final we have their um, back-to-back yeah that's that is true if the abs win um, for those of you listening, if you want to take part in your own bracket, make sure to check us out on Instagram. By the time this episode comes out, we are going to post our annual playoff bracket challenge. Make sure to get involved, uh, submit your bracket for a chance for some hashtag major clout on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I said it. Now we are going to look at the week ahead. By the time we record next, it is likely going to be after the first four games of the series. We could have a series winner, or we could not. Thank you for stating the obvious, Ryan. No problem. You're welcome. But before (laughs) we get to our first four game predictions, um, let's go with predictions for the series in in whole. I mean, um, you know, the Leafs have become pretty accustomed to game sevens, and I guess game fives if you count the series against uh, Columbus. So I'm curious to see what both of you think. Let's start with Zach.
2: I say Leafs in seven. I think it is going to take seven games because it's like poetic fitting the Leafs need to win in a game seven.
1: God help my health. Uh, Leafs in six. Because I do not want a game seven.
0: Fair enough. I'm going to go Leafs in six too. What I found interesting is do you guys remember last year for the playoffs, the NHL schedule lined it up so that if the Leafs lightning went to seven. Game seven was on a Saturday night. Remember that? Yes. If you look at the schedule this year, game one, Tuesday, the 18th, game two, Thursday, the 20th, game three, Saturday, the 22nd, game four, Monday, the 24th. It's all one day in between each game. And then they go three. Between games four and five, it's two days off. So game five is Thursday, the 27th, and game six, is Saturday the 29th. Part of me thinks the NHL thinks it's ending in six. I think the Leafs are gonna win, so I'm gonna stick Leafs and Six on that. That's my okay. tinfoil hat theory. Wow, yes, sir. That they whoever's making the schedule thinks it's going six and wanted a, a, a game six Saturday night for all the Leaf fans to watch their team finally win around in the first way too many years. Um, but yes, so games one, Tuesday the 18th. I I went through this. First two games in Toronto, second two games in Tampa Bay. After four games, what do you think the score of this series is going to be? Um, I'll start with Paul as the outlier to Zach and I. Two and two.
1: I like usually the Leafs go back and forth with the first four games, and the last three are like thrown up in the air.
0: Zach?
2: Uh, I'm going to say three three to one Leafs and so while I have them going to game seven that means that it's not going to be a very fun way to get to game seven Lord, I just I
0: I also have three and one it's kind of like I wish there was an option between two and two and three and one like neither one of those seem right um but I have to go three and one just because that kind of fits with game six with them winning I don't think I don't think they're gonna, it's going to be two and two. They're going to win the next two games. Tampa's probably not going to go down without a fight. Um. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. It's so tough. Um. But we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I mean, just before we wrap up here, what are your guys, like, what are your thoughts heading into this? Like, I know there's always a prospect, like, what if they win? Like, they could do it. Like, it's right there for the taking. This is probably the best Leafs team we've seen on paper as of late. The worst Tampa team. Like, it it makes sense every year. It makes sense. But yet in the back of your mind, there's always that doubt that seems to creep in. You're like, you know, it's the Leafs. They choke. They don't play well in the playoffs. Tampa is Tampa. So what are, what are like last kind of swirling thoughts the last time we're talking on the podcast until we're four games into the first series? God help us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, Oh my gosh. I'm nervous, man. Uh, I think like after last year, we were just like, they did it again. Oh, I hate this team. And now we're, we've been cheering for them, you know, all 82. So, um, I don't know. Hopefully they play well. Please, please it's friggin' win.
0: But y- yeah, you know what? Like I, playing well. Yes. Obviously that you'll play well. Like you only win if you play well, but they, you could argue they outplayed played Tampa last year and still lost
2: they lost yeah. off a Justin Hall interference penalty that no should come be. on you, can't, you can't boil it
0: down to one game you can't I of...
2: will stand by the fact that the NHL just like did that on purpose
0: it was a bad call but you can't boil the, the loss of the series down to that penalty I mean there's definitely a factor I can't but I want to Is I mean fact? you can but you should I can't but I will
2: <laughs> Yeah, and, I, don't I don't know. know like we always,
0: we always talk about cautious optimism, and like I feel like that's that's the playoff territory for this team. And like we know the potentials there, we've seen the way they are able to play, and yet the the you know ghosts of playoff past are always kind of coming back to haunt you. And there's like no matter what, there's always going to be that seed of doubt until they can prove on a regular basis that they're up a, a team who can win in the playoffs. Is like, uh, is this our year? Like, is it our year to win? The I don't Packers? know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, man, like, even if they beat Tampa, like you have to play Boston in the second round. They had a historic season. They have a super team. doesn't man, matter. Boston the has, playoffs are a different beast. Boston has everything to lose.
2: I don't, I honestly don't think they're going to
0: do as well. President's playoffs, trophy curse. Think. Let's get it. Do you guys think there's any, in there's any scenario where the Panthers come out on top against the Bruins? Yeah. Yes, there is. I think it's, like,
2: one in a million, but it's possible. Like, I think Boston's going to win in, like, five games. I think Linus Olmark is a good goalie, but he's played two career playoff games. Perfect. And he has an 860 save percentage and a 4.16 goals against average in those two games.
0: Hell yeah. Were those with the Bruins?
2: Yeah, last year. Last
0: year? Was Swayman their, like, go-to starter for the playoffs last year?
2: Um, I don't remember. Yes. It must have been. It must yes, have been.
0: Because
1: Rascals are playing. It was Swayman. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Maybe it's
0: he kind got of, injured. It's I, kind I of know. remarkable to think how much of a 360 that made, because there's just no doubt that it's all Mark all the way until he oh, yeah. really. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. Like I honestly, we've talked about this year, how the East is just incredibly stacked. This is probably the best Leafs team that they've put on paper heading into the playoffs in the Matthews and Marner era. Yet at the same time, this is probably their most difficult path out of the Eastern Conference that they've had in the Matthews and Marner era.
2: Yeah, the West is like, ha- like a third of the teams in the West are like a joke. Ass. They're just not like, can you imagine if they actually just did like one through 16 East and West and then divided them like one plays 16 or whatever, two plays 15. They did that. It would all be like Eastern Conference hosting the Western Conference for the. Let moment. me let me see. Actually, can I, can you check that? Hold on, I'm, I'm checking, pulling okay. it up
0: right now. I'm checking. I'm just I'm seeing checking. who the Leafs would play.
2: It's. I'm pretty sure Vegas is the only team that in the West had more points than we did, or like they tied us, but they had like more regulation wins. I remember looking at this the other day. Okay,
0: ready? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> we, Boston. We, wait, no, wait. we do. You, if if we it was one Seattle. versus six. No, wouldn't we play Tampa? Shut up.
1: <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> okay.
0: We would, we would play Tampa.
1: 16, one versus 16 would be Boston versus Calgary. Oh, yep. my God. We would play Tampa. Two two versus 15 would be Carolina Islanders, which already happened. Three versus 15 or 14, 14 would be – who was it?
0: Devils Georgia. Devils and Jets.
1: And Oh, my God. Four and versus then, 13 would be us versus Tampa. Oh, my God. Five versus 12 would be Vegas, Seattle. Which. That's funny. Already. No, would not not different. Six versus 11 would be Edmonton, Minnesota. 710 would be Colorado, LA. And then 8-9 would be Dallas Rangers.
0: You want to know the other scary fact? What? If the nhl dropped the uh, like first playing wild card and that 2 3 in each division plays each other if it was right. just 1 versus 8 yeah we'd play the rangers
2: God, now, i honestly
0: so i what honestly prefer my odds against the lightning so do i yeah which so is crazy to say i think yeah. there are teams out there who would probably prefer to play lightning than a lot to prefer to play the lightning than a lot of other options that they have uh, in the playoffs this year, but How you know Seattle what?
2: Seattle have more points than Tampa. What the heck? Who? It's
0: Seattle. Seattle, I don't know, man,
2: it's crazy. It's
0: crazy. No, look, like in the end of the, day, you can only play with the cards that you're dealt with, right? The Leafs only have one opponent in the first round. Um, so thank God. I I hope when we're sitting here next week after four games of the series, I I I frankly I hope we sweep them, but at a low. Oh. Playing well and and going out of Tampa 2-2 and making it a best of three. I mean, we've seen that recipe before, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't really have much else to say other than the most anticipated and feared time of the year for Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Fellas, see you on the flip side, okay. uh, favorite three words heading into the 2023 playoffs against the Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: Please. Freaking
2: win, oh, leaves go or help Eat my health.
0: The lightning, mm.
2: yes, but
0: go, leaves go. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. I mean, it sounds pretty poetic, but see on the flip side. And uh, thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe, follow, check us out on Instagram, playoff bracket. You know, the drill. Uh, uh hopefully, the leaves get it done. It's a very somber mood around these parts nowadays. So, And don't forget to take care of the planet. Okay, I was I was getting there. But but (laughs) don't forget. Also remember to take care of the planet. Don't need this double negative. Okay. We're all about positivity now. We need the leaves to do well. See you next time on the original six podcast. Adios.
2: Bye.